Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast. My name is Mark Worley, and I am filling in for our host, Scott Spees. This week marks the 52nd episode of the DCC Leadership Podcast. Over the last past year, more than 2,000 downloads have taken place from the various platforms that the podcast is available. Well, to celebrate this occasion, we're sharing this episode with Dr. Eddie Sanders, who is the chair of the Practical Ministries Department here at Dallas Christian College. Eddie has just uh, returned from his second tour of duty as a uh, major in the Air Force chaplaincy, and we're really excited to have him here to share a little bit about uh, what happened, how it happened, and uh, his experiences. So, Dr. Eddie Sanders, we're really glad to have you here. Yes, thanks. Glad to be here again. Eddie, I, I really wanted to talk with you about uh, just your experience, because six months, I mean, on site uh, doing chaplaincy, and was it different from when you were uh, away before? Yes, so... The one we talked about previously, I was, let me give you a few military terms for fun, Oconus. This one was Conus, meaning in the 48 states. The other one was across the pond. Oconus. Yep. <laughs> other contiguous United States. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and before we get into this, I just want to say, to, to, as we've hit 52 a year, Mark Worley, Bruce Dykus, Scott Spees, y'all have done a great job with this. Thank you for the work you've done, and this is uh, very cool and enjoyable, and it's good stuff. Thank you. Yes. Well, I appreciate so back that. back to chaplaincy. Yeah. Back to chaplaincy. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so there's there's a constant need in the military for people who care about the soul that that's what's at the heart of chaplaincy we're outside of the chain of command for most members and and we're a safe place to talk things through to think about things to uh, cry Uh, the the list goes on and it really goes back to (laughs) before the country was founded and that there, a chaplain was part of that. Yeah. Uh, a preacher was part of that to care for the soldier's soul. And that's something that the Western world easily tries to brush aside until the hard things in life happen. When wars come to an end, when a fellow member dies in battle or a car accident yeah. on 35. Yeah. The business has got to continue. The mission has to continue. But people need to debrief, to decompress, and talk through that. And that's what the chaplain does for the soul. Now, on a more professional uh, level, what the chaplain does is provide for the free exercise of religion for all members. And that's kind of the big picture. And to get us started here, yes. Yeah, so uh, so you when you were what was the word again? Oconus. When you and were Oconus. <laughs> uh and this time Conus. So um yeah, did the did the soldiers that you work with, the airmen, mm-hmm. uh did it change? I mean the 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 overall uh culture 
did it change between the two times? Great question. So that that is a very striking question, and I would say not a lot. The military environment, no matter where you are, if you're on a ship a thousand miles from land, an aircraft, or at home station, or on the battlefield, the military is a pressure cooker environment. Uh, great days are, are really great, and bad days are really bad. And especially if you're apart from family, which is the case for many of the members, right. it, it's just hard. And so back to your question, it was very similar because it's, it's the same pressure cooker, same protocol. Uh, the mission looks a little different because you're a little further away uh, from the front lines. But, yeah, just the intensity of getting the aircraft in the air, that that is a high bar and that's challenging. And what made it more challenging is fiscal constraints that you know are across the world. Of course, the pandemic and just many other factors yeah. that, that really just it was just one more thing and I can't take it was kind of the attitude we we hear on a regular basis as a chaplain. So so Eddie, what what is it? You know, when you're hearing these guys' stories, uh, I mean, we did a podcast a while back uh, that was uh, several of us went to Amman, Jordan, and we worked with refugee families. And I'm telling you, hearing their stories, uh, you know, I should have ta- taken a, a counselor with us, you know, just mm-hmm. to deal with the stuff that we, the baggage that we were carrying from right. what they offloaded to us. You know, right, right up there with counselor uh, taking care of the soul, and you're hearing stories of what what these people have seen or experienced or were experiencing. Um, what was that like for you? I mean, you personally to hear their stories, to pray with them. I mean, does that really mess with you, or it's just like, hey, man, uh, we just have to work through this. Another good question. As, as you were asking that question, what really came to mind was evil is real. Yeah. And sometimes people bump into that face-to-face, whether as a refugee or a military member. And just to back up a little bit to that, the fact that NATO has, has worked in the Middle East and around the world for a long time allows for groups like you to even be there because if nato wasn't working on the front lines well the front lines would be where you were and and the safe place would be even more out of the question for so many so was it tough yeah because you're you're talking to people who take the brunt of malevolence in the world and and world leaders trying to say, you know, there there are some things we're going to stop, and that's that happens through conflict and war and battle. Unfortunately, in, in a fallen world, you know, that's just where it is. Yeah. So yes, it was tough. And one thing I have noticed in multiple chapels is sometimes when you hear a tough story, you you have to sit down with a chaplain, someone who cares for the soul, just say, yeah, you know, this, this was a tough one to hear and here's why. Yeah. So that, 
Yeah, that preempted my next question. You know, who do you who do you go and talk to? I mean, uh, man, we debriefed every night in Afghanistan or in uh, in Amman, Jordan, and man, there was a lot of tears. There was mm-hmm. a lot of hurt. Yeah. Uh, that we experienced in talking with the people. Their stories were horrible. Uh, and so, man, you know, it's like, okay, we talk to each other. So I guess in chaplaincy, you would find another chaplain to go, hey, man, I got Yeah, or another leader or just, just confidant, you know, somewhere just to chat and have dinner with yeah. or ha- have a meal with. You know, in, in Scripture, especially Luke, it is just so striking how often food plays a role in the imagery of the kingdom of God. Yeah, and I'm just loving this conversation, man. I'm discipleship. This conversation. Yeah. And, and so there's just something about in the midst of a tough day, grabbing a burger or a Chick-fil-A sandwich, you know, and just <laughs> working, working that conversation through and just being heard. And again, the military environment is a pressure cooker. Anybody who's yeah. who's been in for you know just a day even gets this that 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 intense environment. You just got to talk about it. Yeah. So, so which one which one was more difficult the the out of country or the in country in that regard? Yeah, I'm talking about I, I'm talking about the two occasions, not where you were, but the two occasions. I mean, <clears throat> man, you, you you as a chaplain, you carry a heavy load. You know, it reminds me of in Matthew, Jesus says, "You know, come to me, all you who are weary," which really indicates those who have been in battle and heavy laden. Uh, he's referring to those who have, you know, who carry the load of other people, like. Like, was there a time that you're good just going, man, uh, this is this is too much? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> several times a week. Really? Yeah. Because most people who don't know you, man, you're a pretty calm guy. You're pretty <laughs> in charge. I mean, you, you know, you're really. Uh, so how did that happen? <clears throat> yeah, so several times a week, you just, you know, you need out of the pressure cooker. And. One of the things the military does well is tradition. And, and, you know, so being a chaplain who's a religious person, a Christian, a believer who deeply values tradition, and then seeing it on the military side, well, that tradition is very important, whether, you know, it's some sort of formation where there's a, a remembrance of, of the POW and the MIA, uh, but just for me and my daily grind, one one thing I found the first time, and, and it took a while to get into this, is I had to have some weekly traditions to look forward to because it just would grind on. And it's like, is this week ever going to end? Oh, and it's, it's Tuesday lunch. You know? <laughs> so on Wednesdays, Wednesdays I would go out to eat. Now, as you know, I didn't really. I made some friends up there on the base, but they were their families. I'm by myself without the family, and so Wednesday, I really looked forward to it, and I would just go out to eat, have a nice meal by myself, and scripture reading was just you know, you know, for all of us probably listening to this podcast, you know, that's such a foundational component of that in prayer. 
you know, you just got to have those soul-nurturing things to make it. Because the world offers, the, the Western world offers so many things that, well, it's like candy, you know. It, it tastes good, may even fill you up, but it's not going to nourish you for a five-mile run yeah. or to even stay awake after lunch at work here at the college, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so tradition and nourishing yourself well spiritually, you got to do it. Yeah, you, know, you you were you were at both sites for twelve uh, or for six months. So, you know, at the end, were, were you kind of like locked into uh, you know that tradition or the the schedule? Was it hard to get back into civilian life? You know, just regular. Hey, I'm going to teach a class now, or I'm going to go talk to Mark Worley now, or hey, I'm going to. Every place has its own culture. Every church, every installation, all the other forms of chaplaincy, hospice, hospital, corporate, you know, they, they all have their own different cultures. And so it's just moving from one culture to another. Yeah. And that's tough to do overnight. Now, when I was overseas for that tour, I had a three-day stop in Ireland. The plane broke down, and so we just kind of had this. It was great. Oh, gee, that's tough. It was, yeah. it was this great, nice bed and breakfast that, you know, I don't even know how that worked out. That was like the only place available while they fixed the plane. And so I kind of had just a few days of dealing with the jet lag and relaxing. Well, this one, I literally packed my truck. Well, I finished working that morning packed my truck, cleaned where I was living, left, went and met my family, and it was like, yes, I'm out of there. And then, you know, the days after that, it was like, what's happening? And then, you know, just adjusting back to that of, okay, all right, it's school, and and my seven-year-old just doesn't listen <laughs> like some people, you know, you're did. not a you're not so, a major in the Air Force anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. And and on that thought, you know, this this has been a lot focused on me uh, to to all of those, whether military members or whatever form. Whenever a person is gone, the spouse or the family or the children who stay behind, they're the ones yeah. who really pay the price who struggle and, and are not seen a lot. And so that was hard to see from a distance. Because, you know, now pretty much anywhere in the world, you can get on FaceTime, you know. And to see that in their eyes, that's that's hard. So to answer your question, yeah, what was it a struggle? What's it like moving from one cult, one context to another? Yeah, you're moving cultures, and it's difficult and, and the burden on the family. You know, I think of missionaries too here. Sure. You know, yeah. uh, their loved ones that are 9,000 miles away as they serve. It just is tough. And well, great is their reward in heaven, I think. Yeah. So when you're dealing with uh, guys these days, I mean, in the, in the Air Force, um, when you're dealing with that, um, PTSD, those kinds of things, 
Uh, you know, here in the States, what you're trying to help them to do is transition from the horrors of what they felt, you know, whether that's guys coming back from Afghanistan or anything like that. Man, that, that's just such a huge ministry, uh, again, to try to transition these guys from that to everyday family living. So, uh, man, it just seems like it's such a difficult thing to do. Let me switch. And you, you said I've been Can talk- I mention a book there real quick? Yeah, absolutely. The book I would really encourage pastors to read, preachers to read, ministers to read, leaders to read. It's called The Body Keeps Score. And it deals with just trauma and how that weighs on us. So please put that on your reading list. Yeah, we'll, we'll add that. Uh, you can give the information to us. We'll add that to this uh, podcast. Uh, yeah, and that's great because that's exactly what I was going to ask. You know, what can the church do or do better, you know, about bringing guys that, that might not have stopped in to see the chaplain, but, man, they're coming back with stuff. You know, what What can the church do? That is a great question, and I want to brag on Cornerstone Christian Church, actually, that meets on our campus. Really appreciate and love the leadership staff there. So I, I showed up there to say hello and, you know, say thanks. You know, obviously we have a close relationship with them, and, you know, one of our students is preaching there, Steve. Yeah. And, and they did something that I will never forget for the rest of my life. And any military member is going to know exactly what I'm talking about as soon as I say it. I showed up and they said, hey, we're glad you're here. And they gave me a challenge coin. You may not even know what that is. A, a challenge coin is something every military member or most military members carry around. And, and you're given them when you do something good. So like on my... Last week there, they they did a little surprise for me. That hey, thanks for coming, Chaplain Sanders. You know, and and the commander gave me a coin. It's it's a it's a metal coin and has the engravings of wow. you know the organization. Cornerstone has their own, and I showed up there one day. You know, my first time there. You know, and again, I know them. I show up my first time. And they say, hey, we're glad you're here. And I was going to talk about the military just a little bit, and they gave me a coin, and, and that. That is just, I would really encourage churches. So what did you think when you got this coin? I, I thought, they're speaking my language. Wow. I would really encourage, especially preachers and leaders near military bases. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text my friend Dustin, who's near uh, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in, in Ohio. I would really encourage you to spend a couple hundred bucks on on 20 or 30 challenge coins put your church name on it put a cool quote you know kind of look at some other military ones you know and you know and if you have a mem- uh, someone show show that shows up to the church and visits and they're and they have military at all you put that coin in their hand and you have you have touched them in a way that that no other church has and so thanks to cornerstone for leading the way here that is so incredible. I've never heard of this. I've never heard of this. <laughs> and for those of you listening, you can't you can't see, but <laughs> but Eddie was just shaking his head. Yeah. <clears throat> How come I have never heard of this? It's the culture. You got to be in the club, man. <laughs> yeah. I, hey, my my day it was Vietnam, and we did not want to go there. So yeah. 
Well, hey, man, we this has been this has gone so fast. In fact, uh, I'm getting pointed at as far as the time is concerned. And Scott usually does that for me, Eddie. So, uh, thanks a bunch, man. Uh, any any final thoughts that, that you want to share as we close? No, just uh, this is a celebration for DCC hitting a year with this, and thanks to Bruce Dykus behind the scenes and Scott uh, with his leadership and you being the uh, host expert (laughs) well i gotta tell you uh it's been a great year of getting this out there and i've heard from so many people that have said they've been blessed by that hey uh if you want to know more about dallas christian college or even the practical ministries uh, department here that's doing incredible work uh, go to www.dallas.edu and you can give some more information we're so glad that you joined us today we uh Pray that you would uh, have a great day and be safe.